Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your host is Becky Olson. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends, and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Becky Olson. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Becky Olson. I'm the co-founder of Breast Friends, and I can't believe it, but we are in our 20th year as an organization. (laughs) It just blows me away when I think about how fast time flies. I've also been battling breast cancer off and on since 1996, and I'm in fact in my fifth battle as we speak, and this time it is metastatic and stage four to my lungs. Um, I'm also a motivational speaker, a speaker mentor, and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And for those who have been listening for some time, you know that my book is available as a hardback, a Kindle in Kindle format, and audiobook format. And 10% of all net sales, as always, will be donated to Breast Friends. Now, before we introduce our guest, um, and actually we have a, a second guest, a little surprise that I'll introduce here in a moment. I wanted to kind of just change the pace a little bit for just a moment. You know, I've talked a lot on this show about the concept of staying in the light. And that means doing what you love and finding ways to do what you love, kind of no matter what's going on around you at the time. Well, this morning, I got a really beautiful message from a friend of mine. Her name is Mema Carmo. She's the um, founder of the Tiger Lily Foundation. And she sent a, a beautiful message out and a good reminder that sometimes doing nothing is okay. And I want to, rather than try to paraphrase it and have it make sense, I'm actually just going to read what she sent me. And because I think she said it so beautifully, I couldn't say it any better myself. So then here it goes. Sometimes doing nothing is okay. Doing nothing is a powerful act of rebellion in a world where doing the most is glorified, but exhausting, masking, and distracting. How can you hear God when you can't sit still long enough to hear or feel yourself? How can you connect with your being when you're obsessed with your doing? Doing nothing is a powerful act of self-love, one in which you allow life and restoration, hearing and healing. Embrace stillness and just allow your spirit to say to your body, I am here and feel the power in that. Allow your spirit to do the work. Sometimes doing nothing is everything and all you need at the same time. Mm-hmm. So thank Amazing. you, Mema, for that beautiful sentiment. And, um, you know, it really, it, it does go along with, with staying in the light because sometimes that's what you need to do and sometimes you need to do nothing. So you can just really, really stop and feel the spirit and what's going on. So with that, I have a surprise for all of you today. <laughs> Shh. Your, your voice is a giveaway. I know. I know. <laughs> so my former co-host, who we all know by that fabulous laugh of hers, Sharon Hennepin, is joining me today for her last time before her move. So welcome, Sharon. And just tell us briefly, what is going on in your world, my dear? Well, lots of change, that's for sure. But before I go into that, I have to say something about your inspirational message, because honestly, that is a huge reminder for all of us, because we're not human doers, we are human beings, right? Right, that is so true. And so sometimes just being, just just being there is okay. Yeah. That is so true. So, back to me. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, All right. So, basically, we're 
packing it all up and getting rid of most of it and uh, getting into a fifth wheel and doing some traveling. And uh, uh, I don't know if some of our listeners may have listened to a, an episode um I don't know, a few months ago when Melissa Nye was on uh, on the show. And uh, so she has uh, been doing a lot of work with some underserved com- uh, countries to discover lumps earlier to hopefully save lives. And so I've gotten very active in that. And so that's what I'm doing. And I can do that from anywhere, which is cool. <laughs> That so, so true. So I'm doing that and uh, hopefully traveling. And I'm actually going to Israel with my daughter in, in uh, a month. And so that's very exciting. So lots of, lots of adventures in my future. And all mu- much of it's going to be done in a fifth wheel. And, and as I, I was just sharing with our engineer, Aaron, before we went live on the show, Sharon, you're what, about 5'10"? 5'8", yeah. I must always see you with your shoes on then. So, okay, with her <laughs> shoes on, she's about 5'10". Um, her husband is probably, what, 6'4", 6'3"? 6'3", yeah. Yeah, and they're moving into a fifth wheel. Now, I want you to picture that. <laughs> but she did cozy. remind me, it's, it's, a big, it's a big fifth wheel. But, yeah. but yeah, still, yeah. my gosh, I mean, that's that talk about downsizing. That's like the and ultimate. We, and we did need to um, make sure we have a king size bed so that limited <laughs> our options because yeah. of course a lot of them are smaller than that they're a lot of times queen size but they're not really queen size they're really more like doubles so you just <laughs> put this out in your living queens. room then right <laughs> yeah so so luckily we have a slide that makes you know our king size bed very doable and um yeah so it's it's actually a very comfortable one but it is amazing the whole downsizing process of getting rid of things and looking at something and going, hmm, do I want to pay to store this? I know. <laughs> Bill, Bill and I went through that. that yeah. We didn't go to the fifth wheel. We went from 2,500 square feet to 1,100. And that was very traumatic as it was happening. But, you know, when you kind of make that decision, you look at things and you say, is this something I must keep? Yeah. Or you look at things and you go, what must I keep? And it's amazing what you can narrow down when when you don't don't think about what you can give away, just think about what you must keep. Right. And I, I took a whole china or cabinet down to three items. Yeah, and, and things that you absolutely would be heart sick without, yeah. you know, whether yep. it's and of course we're we did build a shed um on my uh, uh son-in-law's property. Oh good. So we have, you know, like for my boxes and boxes of photographs and albums yeah. and things like that. <laughs> I can't I can't part with those things. Of course not. But I, I That's what we pay our shed for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> can't build one in an apartment complex, but we no, no, but no. we did rent one. And that's the stuff that's in there. And yeah. we're slowly but surely giving all that stuff away to the kids. So right. so anyway, well we should probably get on with our show and I'm gonna yes, let you sure. introduce our oh, guest okay. because you know her too. So Yes, and I'm excited that when I decided to jump back in that you were the guest. So our guest today is no stranger to our program. She's been on twice before talking about insomnia and cancer and finding meaning in the cancer experience. But she's back today to talk about the benefits of journaling. Um, Marnie and Epsilon, is that how you pronounce it, I hope? Is yes, a, it's Epsilon. <laughs> okay. Is a clinical uh, psychologist in private practice and an author. She specializes in working with cancer patients. She recently launched Write, Reflect, 
Grow, a journaling-focused community and business that has inspired her desire to share with us today. So we're really excited to see you again or hear you again. And I (laughs) am so excited to be back here. And I'm so inspired listening to everything um, that you both have shared and including the inspirational message, Becky, that you shared at, at the beginning of the program. Um, and it is thank a you. To and I want to thank Mama Carmo for that. She's she's this beautiful woman who she was diagnosed at a very young age with breast cancer, and you know she sends out these these little um, messages, you know, from time to time. And and I always enjoy reading what she what she writes. So um, so I'm glad I'm glad you found meaning in that because I, I did too. I don't usually share other people's blog posts, but this one was was definitely worth mm-hmm. worth mentioning for sure. So right. thank you for. For saying that, it's a good reminder because, again, to her point in her blog post, yeah, we we find ourselves in this, you know, got to do, got to do, you know, more and more and more all the time, and you know, sometimes that is just plain exhausting, and we are just spinning our wheels many times. And again, if we don't have that moment of silence and just being. Yeah, it's it's hard to kind of even know what direction we should be going. That really goes exactly. with our topic today, too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that moment of pause can open up a window and, you know, a door into reflection. Yes, exactly. And then that's where journaling can come in as well. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, Marnie, how did you get interested in journaling to begin with? Well, both, you know, personally and professionally. So personally, you know, uh, throughout my life, I would not say as a daily journaler, certainly, um, but um, but regularly, you know, when there's something I want to work through, I know that journaling is a tool, you know, that I can use. It's also something that has been an organizational tool, too. So there's various types of journaling. So if I want to, um, you know, work through a decision or I want to just document things and keep track of things, I will turn to journaling. Um, I've also noticed professionally a lot of people will bring something they've journaled or want to journal into into a therapy session. And that's something where, you know, some some insight might come from something they've either reflected on through writing or um, something that they realize, okay, I'm going to take this home and, uh, you know, think about this some more and journal mm. about it. That's amazing. Yeah. And again, journaling can have so many different, I, I love the idea of just keeping track of your thoughts, you know, um, so it doesn't have to have some big spiritual meaning all the time, but. Absolutely. I, There's a lot, I, when we say journaling, it can mean a lot of different things. It sure can. And mm-hmm. I know I've, I've had, I'm not a journaler, but I'll just say that right up front. But I you know. You might be after this, this uh, road trip well, that you're about to do or your life, true. right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. there will probably be touching a lot of different things. And when, once mm-hmm. I slow down <laughs> and quit doing, <laughs> um, I'll probably, Absolutely. yeah, need to do that. And you're probably right, because there's been a couple of times in my life where I have turned to documenting, if you will, or journaling mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and like trying to get rid of some emotion that I knew was not really healthy for me. Um, when my ex-husband died suddenly, um, you know, there was a lot of stuff <laughs> 
that mm-hmm. I hadn't probably, uh, you know, you think you do, but you didn't really complete that project. <laughs> and uh, it was actually very cathartic because I stuck with it for two full weeks. And normally that I haven't done that in the past. So that that was helpful. So incredible. Yeah, you gave yourself that gift by allowing yourself, you know, the space to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, for, from our listeners' perspective, so mm-hmm. why journal? You know, you've been journaling your whole life. How has it helped you personally, would you say, um, so from a bit of benefit? There can be, you know, a numerous benefits, um, certainly on our physical health as well as emotional health. But the, you know, the concrete, you know, uh, tools that we um, might use journaling for is for, as you had alluded to, this emotional release and um, giving ourselves the space to get something out and really work through it, it, put it into words, um, mill over it, allow ourselves the opportunity to go there, right? So that's really what we're referring to when we talk about, you know, an emotional um, release of, of journaling, but there's also so many other kinds of journaling as well. And that might just be, you know, as I had alluded to, kind of getting organized. And let's say I wanted to track um, my food intake or my sleep. Um, so both food diaries, sleep diaries, um, you know, some sort of activity diary, um, those are also forms of, of journaling too. Um, when I'm, you know, okay. working through decisions, you know, should I, should I do this or do this? Um, you know, really thinking through that process and listing things out, you know, there might be some insights and awareness that come from that process of, you know, pros and cons. There might be 30 pros but one con, and you hone in on that one con when you do that <laughs> list and realize, okay, this is nope. what's driving. This is what will uh-huh. be driving my decision. Um, and then throughout this whole process, what happens Secondarily, is that reflection and self-awareness that comes from going through the work of journaling. Um, and even in these more behavior-tracking forms of journaling, there can be a lot of self-awareness that comes too. You know, I eat the bulk of my calories uh, or I, I, go, I go straight to the carbs at this time of day, you know, if it's a food right, journaling. Right. Yeah, thing. that's and, interesting. Um, I've never mm-hmm. really considered all those other things as being journals, but I mean, I'm notorious for doing a brain dump, you know. <laughs> you know, yes, we've seen all those journalers. journalers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, you know. It's, it's not just, always the yeah. question, the answers. It's a lot of times it's just the questions, but yeah. um, but I've yeah. I've seen those yeah. and it's it's quite impressive actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like all this stuff is rattling around in my brain, and sometimes it's. Like you were saying, that pro and con is a great example where you just like are just obsessing over the this one really weird issue, and mm-hmm. you're not really being logical about um, you know the all the good things that could actually happen. I mean, I could definitely see how that would be helpful in making a huge life transition like I'm making right now. Absolutely, there might be things in this process that yeah, um, you know absolutely. you might actually be. Um, you know, going through this right now, and if if you're not, you know, perhaps after the program, um, you know, working yep. through something that way. Yeah, I was going to say one additional um, very useful um, purpose of journaling is also to create a record of things, either for yourself or for others, right? And mm-hmm. so when we think about blogs, right, for anyone who blogs or, um, you know, cre- uh, shares 
stories with others or for themselves, that's essentially a, a form of journaling as well, right? It's a little more of a, perhaps if you're sharing with others, it's a public-facing, um, you know, a journal. So you would want to make sure your sentences are legible by others, you know, are, <laughs> are uh, complete sentences, sure. um, you know, things like that. But all of these are forms of journaling. And then when you go back years later, um, or even, you know, days later, um, you have a, uh, you know, a clear record of where you were at that point. Thank you. We are going to go out to break. And when we come back, there is a question that I kind of added to this list. And I wanted to just, it's just a silly little thing. But I was told one time a long time ago that the power, the real power in journaling comes from pen to paper, not typing on a keyboard. And I want to ask you about that when we come back from break, because that's probably the one thing that stops me. My handwriting is terrible. Anyway, (laughs) so let's, let's kind of come back on that thought at the end of our break. Stay tuned. We will be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about the benefits of journaling with our guest, Marnie Amsalem. And Marnie, just before we went out to break, we kind of brought up a question, and Sharon, I know you had some comments on it too. So, Marnie, why don't you start by answering your, give us your thoughts on that, handwritten versus computer versus electronic, right? So, my answer actually might surprise you. It is very much my answer is that it's very much an individual thing. So, whatever is speaking to you um, is really the most useful way that you know to journal. Um, for some people, it is 
really hard to think about getting into something um, personal or letting the ideas and thoughts flow without, you know, taking a pen to paper and that very traditional version of, of journaling that we think of. For others, though, um, it might be easier. They might be quicker um, with their fingers on a keyboard and, you know, perhaps if they are a writer or, or they're on their computer a lot anyway, this is the language that they, they know how to, you know, communicate and get words out. So that really might be the go-to, um, you know, for that individual. And um, there are, you know, there are situations where, you know, you might want to use um, a journal um, to record emotions or free-flowing thoughts um, in one form um, versus using the other form for, um, you know, for other types of journaling or other purposes. Um, And in addition to typing, there's also, um, you know, it's 2019. We have so many apps um, and things on our phone where we can track um, behaviors, we can track our own thoughts, you know, do voice memos for ourselves. And that can be a form of journaling as well. So it might be, you know, different situations are calling for different forms of journaling. And, you know, what works for one person might be very different from what works for somebody else. So that you know, is you, my answer to that question. You brought something up that, that I yeah. never thought about. I, I've written, I, you know, I wrote a poem one time when I was driving down the road. And it just kind of mm-hmm. came to me. And it's a poem called The Gift. And I, it was just a little four-line poem, and I didn't want to forget it. So I cut out my, my phone, and I hit the little voice memo thing, and I recorded it just so I could make sure I had it later. And, um, and I guess I never thought about that as, as a journaling moment, but I guess yeah. it was based on what you're saying, and yeah, it made its so way it's, into my book. So. talking about journaling for recording. Um, mm-hmm. That is, you know, it's a tool. And if, if the tool we have with us, if we have, you know, a, a bound journal or, you know, something that, you know, is traditional and what we might think of, uh, you know, what we might whip out when we're sitting in that cozy chair at home to journal. But w- let's say we're out. We're, you know, driving around the country somewhere or traveling or sitting, you know, waiting in a uh, waiting room somewhere. Um, it might be that the thing that we have with us is our phone um, or our laptop. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you can you can always use it and then, you know, transcribe it later if you'd like. Um and Sharon, you, know, you had an experience. I, well, and and what and I love hearing this because it's like there's not a right or wrong way to do it, right? Uh, exactly. Whatever works, whatever works for me is what's important mm-hmm. to me. And so I tried the traditional way a number of times, and I would get the little notebook and the pen and I would just you know make this like a big deal I was gonna like start journaling this has got to be healthy for me I'm gonna do it right Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of a Mm -hmm. mind over matter sort of thing Um, because one of the things that I did hear also about journaling is our written word we tend to have less filters. So for instance, we've trained ourselves to be careful what we say, right? The the mm-hmm. verbal word comes out and it's got all these little filters on it. And sometimes, you know, we need to really express unfiltered stuff. And so writing that tends to, uh, I guess, after practice, 
you can do it better. So anyway. Yeah, it, so. it opens, it really does open you up for not, you know, finding the right word. When we're speaking to each other, we are searching somewhere in our brain for the, the exact word to convey what we are trying to share t- with to someone else so that they can understand it. When you write for yourself, you can remove that filter of somebody else needing to, you know, make sense of this or judge this. Um, and just really let it all flow. Exactly. And that is, there is absolutely um, known benefit, um, you know, for allowing yourself to, you know, to engage in this process for, so for the, emotional the, relief. Yeah. So, so the one thing mm-hmm. that I did is I, in these several times I had tried unsuccessfully, unsuccess- I will have to admit, because I'd get to about the second or third day. And I'd look at what I'd written, and I noticed how horrible my handwriting was. And mm-hmm. I scratched out words, and I misspelled words, and I did all this. And I ended up doing this, like, self-critical judgment thing on myself, right? Okay. Um, and I would literally throw it away. And that wasn't the point of journaling, obviously. So yeah. mm-hmm. when I had this... Uh, situation where my ex-husband died unexpectedly and I had all these unprocessed things I literally had to give myself permission to be messy to mm-hmm. misspell words to scratch it out to do whatever I needed to do and that's what got me to that two-week period exactly right you just gave yourself that permission which exactly. is key. and so I think that is a critical component of um, you know, journaling that you feel good about is allowing yourself to do whatever it is that you're needing to do, right? Nobody else um, is reading this, looking at this, needs to understand. You can write incomplete sentences. You can not know how to spell words, and that's all okay. Yeah, um, and I think is, that was know, huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So because when you see the, you know, that judgment again, you know, if you were writing a blog or something like that, yeah, you do have to read it through that filter of how somebody else might, um, you know, take this and might understand this. Does this make sense? Um, And when you are writing for yourself, that filter can really just go out the window. It's not serving, um, you know, it's it's not serving the purpose of getting it all out. It's kind of standing in the way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That makes sense. So, why is journaling effective during a cancer journey? Okay, so for all of the reasons that, um, that I had alluded to earlier, um, so creating a record of things that you are going through, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, from you at one point to, you know, along the journey, because obviously this is a journey, right? And the journey does not end when treatment ends. It is an ongoing learning and exploration journey and reflection, um, you know, is, is really part of it. Um, you know, looking back on where you were, looking forward to where you'd like to be, um, that's all part of the journey. So both record-keeping as well as, you know, there's various points where you are making decisions. And so if you're trying to um, figure out, okay, well, do I decide on, um, you know, I've given these options for treatment, there's, um, here are the risks and benefits of, of each, you know, so perhaps working through that decision um, and all of the emotional stuff that comes up, 
that mm-hmm. you might want to work through um, mm-hmm. or, you know, the challenges that you face that seem like there's not really, um, there might be outlets, you know, for you to share some of this, but um, when you say things to yourself, you can, um, you know, you can, when you write them down, you can let them come out really unfettered and really dig into it without that filter of, okay, how is this going to sound if I'm focusing on this one interaction that I had with somebody in the grocery store, right? I can really just go there. Um, right, right. And, um, you know, explore that. Um, and also record things too. So, um, you know, how um, important are things like symptom tracking when you're going through treatment? Um, mm-hmm. You know, how you're feeling, you know, that's how, you know, you will learn a lot from yourself after um, going through the process of, um, you know, X days after chemotherapy, this is how I, I typically feel, um, and writing things down so that if you are going into an appointment, a medical appointment, and you bring a symptom t- um, into the appointment, they say, how long has this been happening? You actually know, <laughs> you know, this has right. been going on for two weeks, um, it's been increasing, it's been associated when I, you know, with you know, not sleeping a lot or, you know, you know there's a lot that, um, you know, it, and it's also things that you don't have to think about, too. So it's, it's right, all written down right. when it's there. It's, you can free up that space in your brain for other things. Well, and by the time you get to the doctor's office, sometimes, you know, you feel better, right? And and maybe yeah. maybe that side effect is, and so when the doctor says, so how you doing? You're going, I'm fine, you know? Fine. Yeah, I forgot all about it. But you forget yeah. all about what, right. you know, what And if it is written down and you are thinking about it, you know, two weeks ago and, um, you could open up that page in your journal where you do have, you know, write down questions or you do write down symptoms and say, you know, not not on my mind right now, but, um, you know, this is something that, that uh, was on my mind a few weeks ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Is this something to be concerned about? This whole thing reminds me of, of something that I had the opportunity to participate in this, this last week when we went back east for a family reunion and we went to Vermont and Boston and it was just a really special time to be with family but there was this this one event that we did um, and it's it's called it's sponsored by an organization called Haymakers for Hope and it's a it's it's kind of a, a boxing organization and I know boxing is like this this some people don't like the idea of boxing I've never never been a fan personally I will say it mm-hmm. this was women boxers and so wow. this event was called Bells of the Brawl and it was a fundraiser for cancer, and they raised six hundred thousand dollars that night. Oh my gosh! And and the the nice thing is, each girl went and did woman. Sorry, these are women. They did three rounds, and they were wearing headgear, so nobody was got you know pulverized or anything. And but they poured their heart and their soul into doing this, and they trained for months to do their three rounds. And it was a really, really big deal it was packed and and I I got to go in the ring between the the different um, fights and carry the card you know so I actually tell people I went six rounds you know because I did (laughs) (laughs) but the thing that all of that to say um that there was a a little card that was attached to our badges that said um sometimes or some fights don't end with the bell and sometimes that's true, you know. In their case, the bell's done, it's done, they're shaking hands, it's all over. And they'll probably go home and, and think about all the things they did wrong and what they could have done. But it's, but life is more serious than that. And But it doesn't always end at the bell. Sometimes, you know, like you were saying, you know, you you, you have a better day, you forget about the, the things that um, you need to tell your doctor, and so you don't write it down. And yeah. so journaling those experiences after the bell 
you know, is, is going to be helpful when you're trying to really heal entirely from this. So I know it's a really wackadoodle uh, connection here, but, but it really, but it made me think of that, 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 that little slogan was so powerful. I took pictures of it and I brought one home with me. But it's, it's So that powerful. actually is a great lead into talking about journal prompts right there, too, because, yeah. you know, one statement or one, you know, here, a, you know, sort of a tagline um, can mean so many different things to, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to people, right? Different people will hear different things in, in a message like that. And, you know, really, um, you know, a, a prompt, what it can do is open you up to exploring um, what something is meaning, you know, for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the, and the bell, the bell actually, when you said that, what I thought of was, you know, a lot of um, cancer clinics have a bell to ring when they're mm-hmm. done with whatever type of treatment. So it, exactly. it brought that concept back to me, thinking, you're right, the, the fight isn't done with the bell, you know, That's kind true. of thing. That's, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So what what they did the other day was was very powerful. And I'm very proud of my my son-in-law and daughter because they are with York Shoes and they were one of the one of the sponsors of this event. And that's how I got plugged in. So so I I just but it's amazing how different things, different walks of life. There's everybody is so connected to this cause, you know, whether it's breast Mm -hmm. cancer or another kind of cancer, people are connected and, and all of it can just bring out so many truths. And I just, I was really touched by that whole thing. It was yeah. pretty hard not to cry. <laughs> yeah. Night. Oh, I can imagine. But yeah, that makes perfectly good sense. And the fact that, you know, breast cancer and really all kinds of cancers um, transcend all different kinds of sports and and activities and, you know, whether you're a biker or a tattoo artist or you're a, a dancer or you're a boxer. I mean, it doesn't matter. It yeah, transcends right. all those things. And bottom line, we're all humans just trying to get through the next day. And and I can definitely see how journaling will will help in that um, in that process, even when you're mad. I mean, I think that's... You know, like dealing with unpopular um, emotions. Okay, so right. for instance, mm-hmm. anger is one of those emotions that not everybody is comfortable with in themselves and in other people. Mm-hmm. And so dealing with um, an, a resentment or an anger or a frustration with someone or something um or even God, you know, even just being mad as heck because you're going through this. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, getting those those thoughts down on paper or on your computer or however you're doing it, I think is very valuable um, to just at least process those emotions. No, I agree. I, and, and sometimes just getting it out of your head and onto that other external source like you said earlier, I don't remember which one of you said it, but it leaves room, you know, for, for new thoughts and new ideas once you get it out yeah. of your head and you don't have to exactly. just, you know, just be so compulsive about it. And I, and it's, that's, it's easy to get there. Just find yourself, you know, finishing a conversation when you're walking down the street over something that happened three hours ago. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who's she talking to? I don't know. It sounds like she's ending a conversation with yeah, somebody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that is freeing too, to yeah. allow yourself, you know, <laughs> to open that space up for, for mm-hmm. other things. But, yeah, there are so many emotions that we as human beings 
feel that are uncomfortable or are uncomfortable to talk about or share with others, but they're real. It's whatever is showing up for you that's triggered by whatever the situation is, that's real. And then the question is, what do you do with it? If you're feeling angry, you're still going to feel angry whether or not you're, um, you're dealing with it, right? You can suppress it for a little bit, but it'll probably bubble up and, you know, show up in some other way. You might take it out on somebody else um, or oh, you might true. be carrying it around and, you know, taking it out on yourself in some way. Um, so when you allow yourself that opportunity to, you know, to go there and explore that a little bit, um, that might be that freeing space, right? So you yeah. have opened it up for yourself too. You know, one of the ways so, I found to do that, and then, then we have to go out to break, but one of the ways that I found to do that is when I'm really angry about something and it involves another person, I'll, I'll write a letter to that person that will never be sent. But it's a letter that mm-hmm. I'm writing to that person and I just get it all out there. And what I find sometimes, oftentimes, is it'll start out really angry. But by the time I get to the end of it, it's it's easier to kind of open up and recognize my part. What was my part in causing all this? And then when you yeah. finally do approach that person, you can approach them from a completely different place. So right. on that fabulous note, <laughs> we're going to go out to break. And when we come back, we want to hear about your journaling workshop that you um, have started and how that's going. And right. then we will, yeah, I don't want to run out of time before we get to that. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a car that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about the benefits of journaling with our guest, Marnie Amsalem. And Marnie, I know that, you know, you've kind of, you're starting to, to work on creating this community. Um, and I know it's still yeah. a work in progress. So let's talk about um, your new website, Write, Reflect, and Grow. What is that? What's coming to it? Just, you know, kind of fill sure. us in a little bit, a little bit on that. Because, sure. again, it's a work in so, progress. It, yes. And what... I, uh, what I am doing is creating a community that's focused on journaling and the powers of reflective journaling. And there, you know, there will be a journal coming soon that is specific to the cancer journey and will include some um, journal prompts that encourage reflection as well as places in there to get organized with some of the things that, you know, that we've been talking about on this program, you know, tracking um, tracking symptoms, working through um, um, decisions, and um, something that I find very useful when journaling is I will have a kind of a stray thought that might pop up, and I will make a margin in the page somewhere. I am not a neat journaler myself, and I might then say, ah, this is something I want to return to later. So there will be some blank pages, you know, at the end okay. for, for that, as well as, you know, perhaps things that come up as uh, to-do items. Oh, meant to call this person and, you know, have a place where you can, um, you know, uh, have sort of follow-up um, action items that come from that as well. So Write, Reflect, Row is my uh, website um, focused on journaling, and um, I offer both um, journals that will be coming. I have one publication so far. Um, and um, also workshops um, and uh, comings uh, in 2020 will be, um, it's, it seems even weird to say that, right? 2020. Online communities. Yeah, that's, that sounds bizarre. That's really not that far away though. <laughs> um, so there will be online um, offerings and um, I encourage you uh, to, to check to the website and see, um, you know, to check in for details on that when you're listening to this. Wonderful. And, you know, when I was going through your website, just kind of looking at some of the content, there was something that jumped out at me, and it was the Big Idea Journal. Tell us about that. Yes. Sure, sure. Um, that is not oncology-focused, per se, but it is some, it's a tool that anyone and everyone can use, really all ages, um, anybody that has the spark of an idea um, that can be you know, a, a blog, a radio show, um, it, it can be, um, you know, a small business, something you want to bring to your community, and it's basically guided reflection and organizational tools to help get you through that ah. you know, the process and you know, make your vision reality. You know, Sharon and I took a class um, that kind of reminds me of that when we first came up with this idea for Breast Friends way back in the day. Um, we actually took a class to figure out how to turn this from just kind of a big idea into something mm-hmm. real. And the class yeah. was called Now Is My Time. And you kind of do that. You you have the big idea and you write it down and then you start you know, working on some of the baby steps of things that you would need mm-hmm. to implement to make this become real. And, and now here we are in our 20th year. And I think the only thing we haven't really done that was on that list was get on the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but Breast Friends outlived her, her TV show anyway. So I guess we're, we're still here. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I don't know. 
No, I haven't been in any of that, but you know, we, we, we could probably still work on it at some point in time. I know Sharon Sharon got to watch her daughter do hair in Oprah's um makeup at makeup area when she did a show on on Chicago Firefight Police Department. Who was that? Yeah, Sharon? it was a, it was a big makeover show, um, like the last makeover show she had of that twenty five year um run on TV. Okay. Um yeah, they they um were highlighting women firefighters and so my daughter was invited to do the uh, color um, and cuts for that show so I was behind the scenes watching the whole thing go on yeah it was pretty cool you got to meet her dog that I know you didn't get to meet her dog that's pretty close to checking out <laughs> I would say that comes pretty close to checking that item off, I, uh, off let's, the let's just there. do it Sharon mm-hmm. I mean, okay. after all, who's going to stop us, right? Break that one. <laughs> so, no, and that's cool. And I think that that's what stops a lot of people is you get this big idea and you write it down and then you think, oh, how am I, you know, who am I? I can't make something like that happen. But yeah, lots you know what? of barriers will pop up for people. Yeah. And you just take little mm-hmm. baby steps. And one of the techniques that she had us do in that class was envision 10 years from now and it is mm-hmm. successful. Tell us right. in your mind, in your in your you know imagination, what were the things that you did along the way to get where you are right now? And we just started writing down some of the steps that we did, even though we hadn't yet. Yep. And what we realized after you look at all of that, that all those steps are very real, and they're they're not yep. impossible, and they're not even impossible with our skill set. So it was just a right. matter of of recognizing that and then doing it. And this, this big idea journal sounds like it's, yep. it's very similar. And I applaud you for that. I think that was, when I saw that, I thought, oh, that rings true And I applaud yeah. you for, for, for journaling without even realizing you were journaling yeah. back when you were in that uh, seminar. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very cool. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about. I just want to hear like maybe some of the successes that you've had encouraging people to journal through their experiences. If you, do you have any people that? I mean, I can't obviously talk names, Absolutely. but I do. So, in the medical center where I work, um, I've been fortunate to have the support to run a three-part journaling workshop for those who are undergoing or have um, undergone cancer treatment. And so I have run three cohorts through this workshop so far, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive. People come in with, you know, with some goals or just the goal to, you know, it's, it's a program. I'll, I'll see what happens here. Um, and everybody is leaving with, um, you know, some real unexpected benefits and one of them actually I can't say enough about is what happens from, um, you know, just opening themselves up to the process, which I think is um, really the only component that people really need to um, entering, enter a journaling workshop or begin a journaling practice is just that openness to the experience. But the other thing is what happens from joining this community of, of um, you know, being part of a workshop with, with others who are, um, you know, exploring their own cancer journey. In the workshops, I never ask people to read what they're actually writing about. It's more just about sharing the experience of what journaling is like, um, talking about oh, okay. the barriers that show up, and this connection that people, um, you know, have found every single workshop that is, that is something that, that comes up. And, um, you know, I've, I've asked them, you know, I, the, thing, the only things I do collect from them are sort of pre-workshop goals and then post-workshop um, experiences. Um, and you know, really people are finding that 
the, um, you know, the support that comes from the group and the things that they've learned about themselves through this process have, mm-hmm. have been um, really transformational and things that they're bringing with them, you know, well, well beyond the workshop. Well, I, you know, I, I love so much what you're talking about, and I love the theme of this show. I've, I've never really identified myself as a, as a great journaler. Sharon, I know you probably write a lot more than I do about things. I mean, I, I write, but I, I guess the way I do it, I've never really thought of it as journaling. But I'll tell you, my husband, and he's been a co-host with me on this show, so I know many of you have heard him before, but he's he journals all the time. But he did something that was really creative. And to me, if, if you've never journaled before and you don't really know where to start, and I'm sure we can have time to answer to ask that question too. But before we do, here's one of the things that he did. We have five kids. And back when our kids were all pretty young, he went and bought five journals. Actually, he bought seven journals. And he wrote our names on, on each of the journals. So we each had our own. But the goal mm-hmm. of that journal was not to go to your journal and write what you're thinking your, the goal was to go to other people's journals and write things to them about something mm-hmm. that you're proud of, some a moment that you just witnessed with them. Wow, I, I saw today when you handed your sweater to that little girl, you know, and she was cold or whatever. That's I, I'm making that one up, but but just applauding them for some moment yeah. or recognizing yeah. some hard moment. But it's it's a book about that person. And we still have those books. I'm looking at them on my bookshelf right now as I'm speaking. And every now and then when the kids come home, they can open up their their book and read the things that mostly their dad has written to them or about them. And every now and then I'll go in and write too, but it's just not the way I, I express myself. But it's it's such a sure. beautiful tribute, you know, to them. Absolutely. And, and maybe as a beginning journaler, would that be a, a good way to start before you tackle the you know, the self stuff. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, journaling does not have to mean getting into every deep emotion at all. Right. Um, and, a th- you know, something that, um, you know, something that stands out from what, you know, from your, with your husband's idea is that this is forward thinking. And this is, um, you know, this is something that has been in your family for a long time. It's something that was created with the vision of, okay, the kids will look at this in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's um, a very different approach than, you know, journaling now about things that have happened in the past um, or mm-hmm. reflecting on even the current. So it's it's more tracking, you know, the, the wishes for the future or, uh, this is what happened today. Uh, so you'll always remember that time we went to the zoo, right, or whatever. Right, you know, right. was was being documented. Um, it's what you know. The other thing that's that uh, this is reminding me of is gratitude journaling, um, mm-hmm. which is a very important form of, of journaling. We could spend the hour talking about gratitude journaling. It it, it can Absolutely. be phenomenal and transformative as well. Um, mm-hmm. But that is focusing on you know the moment and recognizing features of the moment that you are noticing um, that that are you know are feeling good that you're you are grateful for the experience you know it could be um, you know it could be January and negative 20 degrees outside if, if you don't like the cold I'm using this this is this is where this is coming from but it's a sunny <laughs> day and yeah um, and you're inside by the fire, um, and you know you're feeling grateful for the fire. You're feeling grateful for the sun that's peeking through. Um, you know, it's it's really just choosing to 
to focus on those things that are feeling, um, you know, that you are appreciative of and then acknowledging them. Yeah. So, spending so much time, I just wanted to say one thing. Sorry. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. Spending so much time on the past is not healthy either. Um, And so, again, if you're tending to be that person who is kind of always in the past and dragging up stuff and whatever, um, yeah, I would definitely try the gratitude journal because that is, it keeps you more in the moment and how things are really a lot better than you really realize. And sometimes that helps dispel some of that negativity that we tend it, to. Yeah, it redirects your attention exactly. to those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there could be, you know, 20 crappy things about your situation, but there's got to be some okay things too. And just it, it allows you, it, it begs you to shift your focus to those exactly. things. Yeah. And when you do that, something, yeah, you know, the switches are, are flipped inside of your head. Oh, it's, you know, there are ands, you know, so-and-so helped yep. the door open for me today. And, you yeah. know, it's, yep. you know, I got well, here on time. I got dressed this morning. There, it, you know, there are things to really recognize and, and focus on. Yep, we are almost out of time. We are almost out of time. I have one burning question I want to ask you before we go off the sure. air, and we have like 30 seconds. So um, if the person who has never journaled before is listening to this podcast on their way home from wherever they're going to right now, should they go to the mm-hmm. store and buy like a six-pack of small journals and have one for each topic or just get one big fat book and write everything in the book? Individual, whatever is working for you, try it out. Okay. If it's if it's not resonating, try something else. Try the other thing. Okay, perfect. That's mm-hmm. what I needed to hear. So with that, we are done. <laughs> I'm so sorry we run out of time. But I do want to thank you, Marnie, so much for joining us today. Um, for all of you who are interested, her website is rightreflectgrow.com, I presume. And yeah. um, but re- remember, and I'm we on will social be- media too. You can follow okay. on Instagram, Right Reflect Grow, Twitter, okay. and Facebook. Okay, and we will be back next week. Until then, remember, there is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. We'll talk again next time.